Welcome back to From the Hive, your newest podcast series from KALA. I am Ryan Schistel, joined once again by Bailey Winfrey and Sierra Mari. Just like last week, you will hear a segment from Anna Vary, who we will hear from in a little bit. But we have a new topic this week. Bailey, what's our topic? We're talking about up-and-coming TV shows, because what do college students like more than procrastinating by watching Netflix? Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> guys, do you have a TV show that's coming out soon that you're looking forward to? Ryan, I know you said something about Outer Banks. Yeah, so I've never been that big of an Outer Banks fan, except my my friend's uh, told me that there's a new season coming out and that I need to watch it with them and I need to start from the absolute beginning. So I am on currently still the first season, but I'm enjoying it a lot now. Um, season three comes out, I believe, at the end of this month. I think it's the 26th. And then also, um, I'm a big sports fan. I do a lot of the sports broadcasting here. And there's a show on Netflix called All American. It is about you know, these high school football players that are trying to get to college, stuff like that. It's all scripted. It's all fake. 22nd. The 22nd. Or 23rd. And uh, I guess the new episodes have already been out on, like, the CW app, but they're not out on Netflix yet. That's mm-hmm. probably when I'll wait to watch, but I've heard there's a lot of drama in that new uh, season of All-American, so I'm excited for that. That sounds really good. I mean, okay, thing with me, I don't really know what's going on with – TV shows and movies and all that stuff. You know what kind of person I am with my movies. You know what I like. I like horror movies, you know. And so there's not really many, there's not really many horror movies coming out. So I don't really know what's going on. So what's your favorite horror movie, Sierra? I love zombie movies. Oh my gosh. Could not be me. I love um, World War Z. That's one of my favorites. Conjuring 2 is also one of my favorites. I just, I love everything like that. But sadly, there's nothing coming out like that. Do you watch like The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead at all? No, but I honestly should. I've never seen The Walking Dead or anything, but my parents have. They loved it. I, I used to be obsessed with The Walking Dead. Um, like when it was first popular, I watched probably the first like three four seasons mm-hmm. then it kind of slowed down and i kind of got bored of it and bailed out to a new sports show but at the same time like it was really fun so you would like it i, think, I feel like there's so many yeah. characters going on and then there's like offshoots because a bunch of characters left and went to fear the walking dead on the other side mm-hmm. of the united states yeah it's scary, you know, to commit to a TV show because you don't know if it's going to get boring halfway through and then you just wasted your entire time. That's why I'm so hesitant to start in my shows, you know, because I don't really know it, what's going to be worth my time or waste of my time. Well, you could start The Walking Dead and move to the Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead, and by May 14th, the next season of Fear the Walking Dead will be out. Oh, thank you, Bailey. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, Entertainment Weekly has our our dated list of all of the TV shows coming out. You know what? I just thought of something that yeah. actually just kind of came out, but it's a documentary that I'll probably be watching soon. It's, you know, it's one of those multi-part documentaries, so uh, it's called Full Swing, 
So it's oh about. Oh my gosh! Have you seen it on Netflix? No. The thing for it. So it's called Full Swing. It's about the I'm PGA, looking. which is the Professional Golf Association. Oh my gosh! And it's kind She's of like the. Golfer. It's kind of like the behind the scenes of what goes into you know keeping your body in tip top shape as a golfer, mm-hmm. the nonstop practicing and. Uh, one quote that I heard from the trailer that I had watched was Rory McIlroy, uh, Full Swing. It's on Netflix. Um, but what I heard Rory McIlroy say, which was kind of something I never thought about, was, you know, of course, winning a major in golf is awesome. You have to play good golf for one week, but to win the FedEx Cup, which is kind of like their, you know, their whole season, like you got to play golf for a full year. And, like, it's impossible to do that. So I'm really excited to see that when I finally start it. sounds like you're super excited. I have another question for y'all. You know I love food so much. What what are y'all's favorite movie or TV show snacks? I mean, I think movies, it's probably popcorn for me, especially. Like, if you're at the theater, then it's going to be popcorn, but. Yeah, what do y'all get from the theater? I get, like, a large popcorn with, like, extra butter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the same for me, but I'll normally split it with people. Yeah, me too. I get a large popcorn. I share it with whoever's with me. And then I also, I need a large Coca-Cola slushy. And then you best believe I'm going to get a refill on that large. It's so good. See, I've never gotten slushies from the movie theater. I've always gotten just, like, you know, your average uh, cup for pop. Can I report back next week? I'm going to the movies on Saturday to see a new movie. Sure. What are you seeing? (laughs) Uh, the new Ant-Man movie. Oh, you're so lucky. I would love to see I that. haven't been to the theater in forever. I really want to go, you know? You know, when they first kind of reopened post-COVID, I think my buddies and I would go, like, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And we would just blow so much money at the theaters. But at the same time, it was like, we needed something to do. So we figured, hey, let's all go for, you know, two, two and a half hours, go watch a movie. Then we can drive around until you know 5 a.m and come home and we'll see each other at 8 a.m the next day i remember driving around when i was younger like literally just doing nothing just driving straight right and then i end up in literally chicago i probably was near your house at one point like for real you know i was just kept on going i just kept on going straight actually now that you bring that up my (laughs) friends and i went on a drive and you know, we, we had nothing to do. We just kind of decided, hey, let's hit the highway. We'll yeah. go on a drive. I love that. And after a little bit, you know, what felt like 20 minutes, we're like, wait, where are we? And I'm not joking. We were probably 30 minutes away from Ambrose. Stop. Like, we were probably Stop. somewhat in, like, the Geneseo area. No. And I was just like, what is going on? How did you not know? I, we just hit the highway, and we were all talking and making jokes from stuff back home. And all of a sudden, people are like, where are we? And I saw... From Geneseo, it's basically a straight shot. Yeah, and well, we saw, like, I believe it was the Geneseo mm. sign on I-80, and I was just like, wait a second. I was like, I got it over where we are. Yeah. I have a story to connect horror movies and driving. I just realized, oh, hopefully my parent, hopefully my parents don't watch this episode because they don't. Know, none of our parents know that we ended up almost at Ambrose, but it is what That's it is. That's okay. You didn't That's put okay. a date on it, so like they, yeah. they just know, don't know. 
I had a family party the next day. <laughs> and whose car was it? You know? Not mine. It was my buddy's. See, no one knows. But anyway, okay, one time in high school, y'all, something scary happened, okay? I was driving my car, or it's not my car, my family's car, right? And just like we were saying, I was going straight, right? And we ended up in this weird neighborhood and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, shoot, we need to turn around. It was probably like 45 minutes away from my house. I was with my other friend, Rachel. And so we pulled into this very long driveway so long it was dark outside i couldn't see anything because my vision gets so blurry at night that <laughs> i can't see the road <laughs> i think we just learned that seer shouldn't drive at night <laughs> but i love driving at night it's so much fun anyway so we pulled in i was trying to do a three-point turn on this really narrow driveway and i got stuck in the ditch so my friend and i had to get out of the car and i swear to god at some point we saw like three figures or something like clowns or something walking towards us it was so scary i swear to god i think it was just dark outside and we were so tired but there were literally three figures like approaching us and so we literally pushed up the car from the hill bro or like from the the driveway like we pushed up the car and then it went up <laughs> and then we drove away all right. Now, I will say, though, getting stuck in a ditch is it was scary. the worst. But you know what? My friend and I, we lifted up the car just fine. So then we drove away. <laughs> my cousin and I, once, I was visiting my family out in, like, middle of nowhere, Indiana. Getting flashbacks. And we slid into the ditch because it was the middle of winter. We hit an ice patch, slid my grandma's Jeep into a ditch, Hit the ditch. It was very shallow, but then we went into a random cornfield. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, all the corn's dead and all that, but we were probably two feet away from hitting a light pole, That's which would have been bad. Um, but I remember I was trying to, we were trying to push the car out of this snowy little cornfield, or at least I was. My cousin mm -hmm. was hitting the gas. And then my cousin goes, yeah. wait, hold on. Push from like the front of the car, you know, try to see if like we're stuck on like a little snow hill or a snow bank. And as soon as I did, he honked the horn, and it scared me, and I fell into oh, the snow. See, I listened to too many, like, paranormal things. So, mm. like, if I was stuck outside in, like, the dark, I would just have a gut screaming at me not to go outside. I was freaking out, yeah. I still remember I was traumatized. But do you guys think that driving age should be raised? No. Lower? No. You think getting your license at 16 is fine? Yeah. I think doing it the way that Iowa does it is actually... In Iowa, don't you, can't you technically start driving at like fourteen or fifteen? You get your permit at fourteen. At what? fifteen, you get some sort of permit that you can drive to school and you can drive to work and back home. And then sixteen, you become a full-fledged licensed See, driver. I'm so sure. in Illinois, yeah, at least different. for how I did it, once we turned fifteen, yeah. we could take we could go to like driver's ed. Yeah, and then you got your permit, and you had to have your permit for what was it like nine? nine yeah, nine months, and you could only drive with your parents in the yeah. car it had to be your right. legal guardian and then obviously once you turn 16 you get your license but there was none of this like you could drive yourself to school at 15 with see, the it was you never guys do your not by yourself ed at school yes no. school I did see i did private. i did too i did through a private company did yeah. your school offer it though yes they did but yeah, i did so, mine in the summer like something like that so yeah my school offered it i just went through my school and then so yeah you know you had like the classroom portion at my school and then we had to go to uh, another high school, maybe like 20-ish minutes away from my house, and that's where like, you got to actually do the driving portion. Did you have the driving test with the instructor? You had to drive for two hours. Two, two hours? hours? No. 
like well one hour would be you driving only and then the other hour someone else and from the back seat a random stranger would be driving Oh, like the practice drives and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like not you had to the, do like eight of them or something like that. See, yes, okay, we had to do. I had to do we those, would, but mine was not two hours. Mine was probably like twenty, thirty minutes no, total. They would from. I don't know. This private company was probably weird. They would pick you up from your house, a random stranger, like um, a driving instructor would be in the passenger seat, and then another student would be in the back seat, and you'd drive for an hour, and they would drive for an hour, and then they'd drop you off at home. Okay, no. So how we did it at my school was like i said you had the classroom portion mm-hmm. and then you went to this other high school called bogan and at bogan you just drove they had like a little fake almost like track set up in their parking lot oh my god and that's what you did and then after that you know once you actually got your permit permit um i would walk every day or not every day but it was once twice a week to the all-girls school that was right next to my all-boys school and there the company would pick us up with their cars mm. so it'd be like you know i would drive for 15 minutes then a girl from the all girls school would drive for 15 mm-hmm. minutes and we would be we would start at the all girls school end at the all girls school and that's where i'd get picked up or i'd take the bus home from mm. every day so before i started doing the 2 hour like driving things um my first time ever getting on the road or ever driving i didn't go in a in an organized track what my mom literally sent me to do was to go on the real road for the first time ever driving and so that's what i did and i almost ran into light posts i, Wait, I took a really bad did left you say turn. on the railroad real road <laughs> oh i thought you said railroad like no. a train i was like hold on no wait did you go on like an organized track like your first time ever driving like with my you- parents yeah like what was the first time you ever drove oh i drove down the main roads um and then it was scary wasn't it oftentimes so like when i first first started um they'd take me to the cemetery and <laughs> we just you would yeah, just drive yeah. well that's what that was a big thing in my neighborhood like when you were learning to drive you'd go to the cemetery well you're also from like city chicago though right yeah like i'm technically in the city of chicago not like downtown skyscrapers technically like i don't walk outside to see a skyscraper mm-hmm. i'm like 15 minutes out of like the skyscraper part but i'm still in the city limits Mm -hmm. so yeah that was a big thing like you go to the cemetery and you know you just kind of drive around on those roads because in the the cemeteries by my house there are stop signs you know all the roads are windy there are always people at the cemeteries like people people will go to the cemetery and walk or bike and run around it so Mm -hmm. it's it's like a populated little thing that people do Mm. so i must have had a different because i grew up in geneseo which is like a rural neighborhood so like i got my apartment at the dmv and on our way back my dad pulled off onto a country road and then put me in the driver's seat Hmm. and i drove back home on country roads my gosh i will say i will never forget my first time driving on country roads i i love it more than driving in chicago like driving in chicago is just awful if you're hitting like lakeshore drive mm-hmm. there's always that traffic yeah. but whenever i go to indiana to visit my family and the speed limit on the side roads is you know 60 miles per hour everybody it's wide open until you see something well, and, and every break and everybody knows on a country road that that speed limit is just kind of a suggestion like nobody's actually going yeah. that speed limit unless it's like a country highway and then well yeah like, sure county cops sit on it favorite thing is driving i like driving on i-90 that is fun i like going fast on 90 i-90 yeah i think my worst my least favorite highway to drive on is 294 
Mm. Uh, and that's like what I would take to get up north if I wanted to avoid the city. Mm-hmm. And because that it's a there's always construction. B it's always just jam packed. Mm. Um, you know I like driving on eighty, just on my way to school. My whole drive is just straight, straight down yeah. I eighty. Same with me. Which like it's nice because it's easy. But it's also boring. I think the reason why I like I-90 so much is because I have so many good memories of driving to the city with my friends. Like one time, it was during the asynchronous day during COVID, right? And my friend and I were out at Taco Bell. It was 1 a.m., right? And we had school the next day. And then we were like, should we just go to Chinatown right, real quick? And so we literally drove to Chicago, Chinatown, and we were just there at like three in the morning and then we hop right back it was just the best vibe you know late night vibe listen to music in the car like going fast it was so much fun we keep circling back to food and i'm hungry i'm yeah. starving i haven't eaten yet today um for real. okay here's the thing with like me in chicago over covid times my yeah. friends and i would drive constantly downtown like middle of the night we just go to lakeshore drive and drive because it was easy but mm-hmm. normally, just going downtown, like, let's say I was going to go spend the day downtown with yeah. my friends, we would not drive. Yeah, where do you park? Because parking sucks in the city. So is that why you walk? Well, no, we would not walk. Oh. <laughs> we wouldn't. Well, uh, yeah, we would. I mean, we would take the train. Okay. And then we would walk around downtown, um, go to the beaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you, Bailey. So my cousin went to Illinois State a while back, and she told me, like, a lot of the kids in, like, these small towns in kind of, like, you know, rural Illinois, what was your big vacation? Like, was Chicago a vacation spot for you? I've never been to Chicago. Okay. Like, that's what my teacher, or my, not my teacher, my cousin was saying. She said, like, mm-hmm. a big vacation for kids that she would do, like, her observation hours with at Illinois State was, like, going to Bloomington Normal or going to Joliet, but, like... Chicago would be like a once every couple of years thing. And I was like, man, that's just crazy to think about. Well, like I know people will go to like Brookfield Zoo or something like that and do like a little family like day trip that way. Sure. But my family trips always ended up being like going to Missouri to see family or going to Michigan to see family. It always had some sort of family aspect mm-hmm. until I graduated high school and, or I till I was in high school and we ended up going to Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, so like, I feel like that's one of those things, though, that, like, I almost take it's for insane. granted now. Because yeah. it's, like, living in Chicago, it's, like, I've grown up with it my whole life. Like, going to other big cities, it's, like, all right, like, yeah, it's a vacation, but, but I'm from a big city. people think of us when we go to New York or something like that, or we go to L.A., you know? They're, like, this is my home, but, like, for us, it's a big vacation, you know? Well, like, it's just crazy to think that Chicago is considered, like, a big, like, I don't know, I vacation think spot. part of it had to do, like, when I went out to California to see Rachel and Katie, when I went into Los Angeles for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, look at the buildings, mm-hmm. look at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never seen anything like that, mm-hmm. so. I will say, though, like, one thing that I don't like about living in Chicago, I mean, there are a lot of yeah. things I don't like living <laughs> in Chicago, but I don't like, like, now that I'm here, when I first meet people and I say, like, yeah, you know, I'm from Chicago, their first thoughts are, okay, big city, you have a lot of money. Mm. Like, people just automatically assume I'm rich because I live in a big city, and I'm like, you guys know me, I am not rich. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm in sweatpants and a sweatshirt that's probably gross right now like i 
I think that's a stereotype with most like populated areas because my roommate's from California and everybody ultimately jumps to the fact like, oh, you live in Southern California. Oh, you must have a ton of money. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like California is just like taxes in general are all super high too. And it's like, you know, you got your Hollywoods over there. So yes, not everybody in Southern California is going to be like loaded, but that is definitely the big stereotype I feel like the only place, no, I, okay, I feel like there are no places that will like instantly make me think that, oh my God, you're rich because there are people who could live in New York, but be so poor, but like only do it for the aesthetic of living in New York, you know, but they have the smallest apartment. These people don't know, Ryan, like what your house is like in Chicago. They don't know where you live. They don't know anything, you know? For a second, I was like, do you know what I, like what my house looks yes, like? I, for- I do. I forgot if you came over once or not. No, You but- did not, but. But I know what You've it looks like. You've seen the pictures. Like, yeah. yeah, but, like, I just feel like it's, I don't know, they're just so quick to jumping in. I don't think you should. For real. Because, I mean, they would be, like, me looking at like Bailey. shouldn't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, they would be, like, world. me looking at Bailey and be like, oh, you're from a small town called Geneseo? Geneseo? Like, yeah. you must be a farmer or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, all right. So. There's so many different characteristics you can, like, give to someone. I don't know. I just feel like saying you're rich from Chicago. I don't think that's really true. No. Not always. I mean, obviously, yes, there are some very You have to define people, which part of Chicago. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that, all, that, say, all, that part also doesn't help me because I say I'm from the south side of Chicago and people are like, oh. Because apparently the south side is known as, like, you know, the eh side of Chicago. But it's like, not, I not my knew neighborhood. I the south side of Chicago. This is the kind of, yeah. yeah but, like my, like, my part of the south side is mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. They're actually, my buddy is a criminal justice major, mm-hmm. and he was saying he's in a criminal like justice kind of class and stuff like that, and they're, they were looking at Chicago, and there's a map of like, okay, you know, these are where a lot of like crime is, this is where a lot of crime isn't. And they were looking specifically at the south side, and he was like, there's just like this one or two little patches of like, okay, this is not mm-hmm. a bad neighborhood at all. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I was looking at it, looking at it, and I was like, it's pretty much where my neighborhood is located. So it's like, people automatically are like, oh boy, so you've probably seen some stuff. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't see anything. Yeah, um, we should, so Anna Very actually has a segment that she is um, going to be doing for today. So we're going to give her a few more moments with that. And we'll get right back on track with our topic. Hello from the Hive listeners. This is Anna Berry, buzzing in to let you know what's happening on the campus of St. Ambrose University, as well as in the Quad Cities community. Today, I'm highlighting an event that I'm excited to share with you guys. St. Ambrose is hosting an annual event, Be Curious, Explore STEAM, on Tuesday, February 21st from 4 to 7 p.m. in the Rogalski Ballroom. Many local Quad Cities elementary and middle school students have been invited to Ambrose to learn more about STEAM, the education fields of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. This is a great opportunity for elementary and middle school students to understand what STEAM is all about through the SAU campus. There will be lots of fun activities and tables hosted by SAU clubs, Quad Cities local businesses, and other community organizations to help spread the joy about being a part of STEAM. This will sure be a great event and experience for the elementary and middle school students, as well as the clubs and organizations involved. Spreading the word about STEAM and the impactful opportunities that people have because of it will surely interest younger students. 
If you would like to help out and be a part of this event, you can. This is a great volunteering opportunity for St. Ambrose students. Volunteers are needed to decorate the Rogalski Ballroom, check students in for the event, and tear down the event afterwards. Volunteers will also get a free t-shirt and free food. If you would like to volunteer, contact Dr. Dennis Terezzi, and if you would like to host a table at the event, you can contact Teresa Barber or Don Henning at their St. Ambrose email address. That's it for now from the Hive listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into my portion of the show. Once again, I'm Anna Vary, and I'm sending you back to the Hive. Everybody, welcome back. Thank you, Anna, for that wonderful Thank segment you. once again. Um, our time is coming to an end here soon, but we are going to do a few just closing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it snowed yesterday after, you know, I was in shorts a couple days ago. <laughs> I think you can be in shorts in a couple of days. I mean, I think I can too, but... Yeah. Are, like, are you guys excited for summer, or are you guys kind of the colder weather girls? I want summer. You I already want know summer. who I am. I love summer so much. That's when I can go outside in a tank top and shorts and just live my best life. I feel like seasonal depression is real. Yes. Like, I don't ever want to go do anything or leave my like everyone has seasonal depression. When it's cold and snowing, like, I walked outside today, and I was like, I don't want to go to class. I don't want to... Sorry, guys, I didn't want to come up to radio today either. I'm sure attendance rates are so bad during the winter times, like, compared to summer, you know, or spring. Like, it's just bad now. I wonder if the university and the events that they hold, like, I know they have a... It was either last night or tonight that they have a comedian or something. I wonder if their event rates are lower. Mm, I would assume so. Or attendance rates are lower when yeah. it's like this horrible weather versus like the first weekend back with the block party yeah yeah the See, block party is the good. block party is probably our biggest thing though probably because i mean that's like that's your first weekend back yeah. on campus you want to see all your friends if you're a freshman that's your best way of actually meeting people yes i'm I gonna love correct you you party. want the free stuff you want the free food and you want the free okay t-shirt. well i i want the <laughs> it was free the stuff people for me but though. yeah like my freshman year i met a lot of people yeah. there that i still me consider too, friends i think i actually may have met sierra there no ryan then where did we meet in class Oh, that's Medium. right. We had Savelle's class together. Medium Society. Ooh, exciting. When, throw back to when it was in McMullen, or the f- top floor. Yeah, we went from the top floor to the basement. <laughs> because we kept, we were distracted, apparently. So, there, okay, yeah, so there was one day, it was pouring rain out, and <laughs> there were a bunch of sirens going off, like police sirens outside. <laughs> and so we were like, huh, what's going on? So we, like, a lot of us were looking out the windows, and Mr. Savelle who is now retired was not happy so he moved our class to the basement where there were no windows no windows, no windows. to look outside yeah of. he literally like stripped us of it was like two days windows. into the semester too i really yeah. hope he gets to read names at graduation mm, yeah. he did winter graduation did he yeah i didn't think i don't know that yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that until i was sitting there watching and he was standing up there reading names huh interesting society feels like a dream or something like that like it feels like it's so that was the first communication class i took here me too. yes i I was also in jim's 125 class oh jim jim if you're listening you're my favorite professor i say we bring jim on one day absolutely i'll ask him in class today i see him at 125 i'll see you in organizational communication jim yeah well, well, yeah, that's gonna do it for this. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's uh, edition. We covered of, so many topics. We oh did. my gosh, what did we start off with? TV shows. It was TV movie, shows. Food. 
and then to driving. Driving and then Chicago. All it, we, I could talk about Chicago forever. I love that city. Oh, so I mean, so do I. It is my home city. Yeah. But yes, that is going to do it for this edition of From the Hive. For Anna Vary, who did her segment for both Bailey and Sierra in front of me. Dave Baker, our general manager. And then McKenna Verdon, who wrote some of these segments that Anna was talking about. That's going to do it for us from the Hive. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.